Blog Talk Radio. Now let's join Holly Steffi and Red Velvet Media as we explore the inspirational worlds of music, media, and more.
Well, that was a really good start to a really great show today. I am excited. Welcome to Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. And today I have a special guest with me, Ben Usen. Usen. I want to say it right. <laughs> I know I just asked him. But I know him as Ben. Um, Keep Cup, which is a sustainable environmental cup that is really amazing. It's groundbreaking on the barista scene and on the coffee and tea drinking scene. And um, I'm going to bring Ben on because I called Ben um, last week or the week before in regards to this because my partner in LA and um, New York had gotten a cup and gone to a coffee expo in New York. And uh, he told me that he ran across this keep cup and it's amazing and it's beautiful. And I called Ben and Ben just filled me in so much on the history and all the ins and outs of coffee. When I got off it, I was just like so blown away. And I'm going to bring him into the studio and that was really fun. And it's also Friday and I also want to wish Spencer Drake a very happy birthday. Today is his birthday. Are you there, Ben? I'm here. Ben. Hello. Ben. <laughs> ben, you sound nervous. <laughs> Don't be nervous. Oh, I'm not nervous. Don't not. be nervous. That. No, this is all I wanted perfect. to chime in. I wanted to oh, join no. you in wishing Spencer a happy birthday. I had no idea. Today's his birthday. When I called him and I told him we were going to do the show today, I said, hey, do you want to be on the show with me? And he was like, oh, it's my birthday. I'm not really sure if I'm going to be out, but I called him. And he's like, "Not." he's feeling a little run down right now. I think he's been partying hard. So, um, yeah. I don't know Spencer so, well, but I feel like I know him well enough to understand that that's a possibility. Mhm. He's been running it hard, from what I understand. So, um, cool. Whatever, you know. Anyway, um, I think that this is really fun because he told me when he met you that it was really fun and it was really interesting about all the different dynamics and everything. And he said that he met you at the Coffee Expo in New York. And um, I want to talk a little bit about Keep Cup and how it came to be. I know it's a um, a company that's designed and made in Melbourne, Australia, which is also the coffee capital. And I didn't even know that. I, I, I mean, all this stuff was new to me because, I mean, I drink, I drank chai and decaf and tea all the time, and we talked. To, I said I drink decaf, so then you filled me in on that, and I was blown away when I when I got off the phone. I was like, "Holy crap! I've been poisoning my body with all these coffees that I think taste so wonderful." But um, let's talk about first of all, you know, and we're going to talk about roller skating today, too, guys. Okay, then then. Made a joke about that we were going to talk about roller skating. So listen, if anybody wants to call in and talk to either myself or Ben or talk about Keep Cup or roller skating or anything else, three four seven six seven seven one zero three six, and uh, the show will be available afterwards on iTunes and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio on demand afterwards. Um, so Ben, <laughs> tell our listeners. Holly. What keep talk about keep cup? Oh, and what's cool about keep cup is when you go to the website, and it's on the bottom www. 
It's K-E-E-P column. You go there, you design your own cup with your own colors and stuff. So let's talk about how Keep Cup came to be, and then um, let's segue into your knowledge of coffee because you're a plethora of information. It's amazing. <laughs> go for it. Definitely. Sure. So Keep Cup was started by a brother and sister duo, Abby and Jamie Forsyth, in Melbourne, Australia, and it's a cool story because they owned um, a coffee chain called Blue Bag. They had six locations, and over time, they just became frustrated. I didn't with, know that. They were just seeing, oh, yeah, they were just seeing firsthand how many disposable cups they were going through on a daily basis per location. And then you kind of think about how many people are drinking coffee and how many cafes there are worldwide, and they just noticed there was kind of. Uh, and opening, there just wasn't a company making a good reusable cup that was convenient for consumers to take around. Like there was, there wasn't a cup that looked really good that people could identify with, and that was well designed, so it was easy to make drinks in for baristas as well as drinking out of on the consumer end. So they basically sold the company and started Keep Cup and designed this really cool cup that has a ton of different size options and color options that you can really personalize and take with fun, you fun, around fun stuff guys fun 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 yeah stuff around the cafe. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's kind of that's kind of the deal with with keep cup we've been around for about five years we're honing in on our four million cups sold which is pretty exciting because if you think about how many disposable cups we're saving based on how many reusable cups people are starting to use it's kind of what we're trying to do is just create a culture of reusability and sustainability and also own your own cup you know i think a lot of people drinking coffee at home we all have coffee mug we all have our comfort coffee mug whether mm-hmm. it's a souvenir or a pass down from a family member whatever it is and what keep cup provides we have a really cool design your own section online where you can pick out your own color combination. We have so many different components that you can custom choose your own color for. It's cool to kind of personalize it. and it's You can make it as colorful or as neutral as you want and pick out your favorite color. Just create your own feel where you feel like you're representing yourself, basically coffee cup you're, you're carrying around instead of using a disposable. And now it is neat. What I like about it too, also, is not only the sustainability of the product, um, because I know myself. I mean, you know, from when I've gotten coffee or tea or whatever on the go, and they, you know, I throw the cups away, you know, and now it's like I always want to. And usually, I take you know my own container or whatever, but it's really hard because you got to clean it and then you got to you know, wonder whether you left it in the car or carry it with you. But this is, like, really fun. Um, this cup, um, you can go there. You can design. You can you can choose your own color. You can do glass. You can do the plot. Tell our listeners a little bit about the um, choices on the materials that are involved. Yeah, so we have two different types of cups. We offer plastic, uh-huh. and then we have glass cups. And for our plastic options, they range anywhere from four ounces for espresso and macchiatos and cortados drinks in a to-go cup all the way up to 16 ounces. And then for glass, we offer eight and 12-ounce glass cups, and we're we're about to release a 16-ounce glass version as well. Um, That's awesome. 
So that's pretty much the range. It's it's simple. We don't have a million products. We have a plastic cup and a glass cup, but then we have a lot of different sleeve and band op- color options and um uh-huh. that's kind of yes, there are a lot of a lot of options within a simple product. And I saw that you had um, on there, when I went on the site, again, it's www.keepcup.com. They're also on Facebook. Ben's also on Facebook. Now, tell me, how many divisions are there? There's the USA division, which you obviously are working with, and then there's the one in New Zealand, and then do you have other divisions in other countries? So it's basically it's Melbourne, Australia is one, and then we're I'm in LA and we're the North American hub, and then there's a third office in London, and that's for the UK and all of Europe. And that that one has been around a little longer than us. I think the LA office is the we're the baby, we're the, oh, we're wow. the newer born. Yeah. Now, uh, how did so. you? Because I'm gonna have you start telling our listeners a little bit about coffee and all the different things they can do. I want to know, how did you, um, were you always interested in coffee and the different things that went into it? Is this something that you, what's your background? Uh My background, so it's completely accidental, I think, how I fell into the coffee world. I've been Uh a musician in different Uh bands and a touring musician for the most part. So after college, I had a band that was starting to do pretty well. And right after college, we started pursuing it pretty hard and ended up on the road about half of the year. Um, So I spent a few years where I was on tour a lot. And then we just kind of slowed down. And before we started working on our next record, as being a touring musician or making a living as a musician, as I'm sure you've heard many times, it's not the easiest thing to do. And um, I know it's you not. can make money when you're out on the road and things like that. But when you come home, sometimes there money, there's money coming in from different sources of the music industry and sometimes not. So I found myself pretty broke and needing a job. And I had a friend that had just started managing a cafe that had just opened called Paper, Plastic, and Culver City. And before that, oh, I had cool. never, I wasn't a coffee drinker. Um, I was, I liked drinking green tea. I had lived, I would spent some uh-huh. time during college in London and became a tea drinker, but I had never had a shot of espresso or anything like that. So I just picked up a job at this cafe working nights and I was washing dishes and counting money at the end of the night. And uh, it was, it was a dark place. Like I wasn't excited about it, but they ended up serving Real, they had a really great coffee program. They served Intelligentsia coffee, which is a really one of the kind of um, maybe inventors of the third wave specialty coffee movement, but definitely one of the bigger names that helped popularize specialty coffee. And, and they had just opened up a roastery in Los Angeles, and we served their coffee, and I just started tasting it and really liking it. And then it kind of I think my first sip of coffee where I thought about what I was drinking and paid attention to how it tasted, it was really eye-opening because I had no idea coffee could be um, that complex and versatile and flavorful. I always associated coffee with needing a lot of cream and sugar. And when I would drink it, I would get a Frappuccino at Starbucks. I have a big sweet tooth. I was using it as a dessert flavor. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. um, I just started liking it and I started diving into it. I, I, trained to become a barista then I just noticed I started spending all of my time going to cafes reading books blogs magazines doing a ton of research then I got back on tour 
and every city I went to, I would look up the best cafes to go visit. So for the last mm-hmm. five years of my life, had been being on tour and then coming home and working either as a barista, then I started barista training, then coffee consulting and traveling around helping cafes set up and doing some teaching and a lot of training. And then the Keep Cups job came along and, and here I am now. So that's kind of the background story of how I got into the coffee world. Well, that's awesome. Well, you know, um, you talked about playing music, which, you know, I work a lot with a lot of different musicians, and we have a lot of people on our show that come on pop culture type. This is, you know, a pop culture type show, because I think coffee and keep cup is very, very pop culture, very cutting edge. And then music's classic. It goes straight across the board. So it's interesting. You were involved in music. So um, what kind of music were you playing? Um, I am a piano keyboard player, and I've been in a few rock pop bands. Wow. Yeah. Um, the band I've been in the last three years is called Papa, P-A-P-A. Uh-huh. And it's, we're just an alternative rock band influence. I would, I was, I'm sure you're, you'd ask what we're influenced by or what we sound like. And we're a more contemporary band, but we're definitely influenced by Talking Heads, The Clash, Bruce Springsteen. Oh, cool. Um, just a four-piece mm-hmm. rock band. So done a lot nice. of traveling with those guys and yeah well that's awesome that you've done a lot of that and then that led you into becoming more of an educational more of the messenger with coffee because um there's a lot that goes into coffee as you and i talked about i mean i was blown away when i hung up that day after you and i spoke um because i drink decaf um, every now mm-hmm. and then I'll get a chai, and of course there's really not a lot of decaf chai out there. And um, I like matcha as well. So um, we were talking about decaf, and we were talking about how decaf is um, processed, and how there's chemicals that are sometimes processed with it, and some of the really good companies and stuff that you know personally that you work with. So. You want to go into that and talk and, 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 you know, let our listeners know a little bit more about what they're drinking and what they might be putting in their body? Because I'm really all yeah. about that. I think it's important. <laughs> sure. Well, most decaffeination processes use chemicals to extract caffeine from coffee beans. Um, I will say there isn't a huge need to totally freak out because coffee is roasted at such a high temperature after this process that, you know, chemicals are most likely completely being burned out of the coffee when you're drinking it. Um, but it is still a cause for concern up at a certain level and as we drink it more and more. But there are different processes to extract caffeine, and a lot of them will say whether it, it's a chemical process and a lot of them will say it's a water process. And water extraction or water process is definitely the best one. Unfortunately, most water processes still use chemicals. So there's a really wonderful company um, based in Vancouver called Swiss Water, and they've patented their own method of a water process that doesn't use any chemicals. And it's really interesting because what they do is they have basically a, a giant tub. Think of a tub with, of water, and there, there's a carbon filter at the bottom of it. They start out by throwing a bunch of green coffee, and green coffee is just the coffee bean before it's roasted, and it's a green color. 
and they throw it in the tub with hot water, and the hot water extracts as much of the flavor of the coffee as it can as well as the caffeine. And so now then you take that coffee beans out, but you still have this flavor-saturated water, and the carbon filter in the tub takes out all the caffeine, but the water still has as much flavor as it can take on. So from there on out, any green coffee beans you dump into that hot water, it's extracting the caffeine, but it's unable to extract a lot of the flavor or much of the That's flavor awesome. because it's already mm-hmm. fully, that water is absorbed as much as it can take on. So it's a great process. It's very safe, and it, it just keeps the integrity of the coffee and, and flavor profiles alive, um, which is really cool because coffee is yeah, no, a wonderful it's, it's amazing. No, because then you yeah. get the full flavor, you know, of the coffee, which a lot of people go for is really the flavor. I know some people go for it for the caffeine effect and whatever, but really you and I, you talked to me and you were telling me and you were using these words and describing how the undertones of some of these coffees like cherry and and, and chicory and, and, and all the different flavors that go into different kind of blends that are just so different. Um, yeah. It's amazing. It, it, yeah, coffee, it, it's, it is pretty mind-blowing to think about just because, uh, I think, especially in America, we've been drinking coffee as a country mainly for a vessel or drinking it as a vessel for caffeine. You know, like we've been uh-huh, drinking soldiers uh-huh. for so long or, Matt, you know, just yeah. in coffee and getting used to dumping a lot of cream and sugar, which isn't the healthiest thing. But um, when you're drinking very dark roasted and burnt and just mediocre stale coffee, it doesn't taste great. It's really bitter. And I think that's why we got so used to trying to mask that bitterness and poor taste with sugar and cream because then it'll yeah. taste good. But now we've been learning so much in the last 20 years or so about how coffee isn't just a commodity. It's it's an actual wonderful food, and it's the most aromatic food in the world where wine is second. It's the most complex food with the most amount of organic compounds. So when it's grown properly and processed properly and roasted properly and brewed properly, you can taste so many amazing things Um Thinking of it, think of it as being yeah, becoming a undertone. Yeah. yeah, I mean, comparing mm-hmm. to wine, wine has been they figured it out 200 years ago, um, mm-hmm. and of course there are new ways to hone it in. But winemaking became a craft such a long time ago, and they and winemakers cared so much about farming and pruning their vines and how they grapes and turn it into wine and bottle. You know, every every step of the way has been really cared for for a long time in wine and coffee we've just been learning that we can do this with coffee um very recently um so it's really exciting every day in the coffee world there's some new study or new information coming out and we're constantly discovering new varietals of of cherry trees and coffee for for those of you who don't know coffee is actually just the pit yeah of like a, a new strain. of a certain type of cherry I'm sorry yeah yeah oh i yeah, didn't know that see i learned something new yeah Real quick, there I want to say again, this is no. I want to no. I want to hear more about this. I want to say real quick, we have um, a lot of people in the uh, chat room, and then I have a lot of people listening live. So for a lot of people that are listening live and that we're in the chat room and going back and forth, this show will be available if you missed the beginning 
afterwards on iTunes and also on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio, on demand afterwards. Um, so getting back to the different strains and the different tastes and stuff, and you were explaining to me, because I'm, because you know I'm around wine country and you know I see the wine industry and you were telling me how the coffee industry now is like neck and neck like the coffee industry is now becoming and it's exploding which I see definitely um you know with a lot of people and you know the flavors yeah. and the different the different processes and stuff so now you said before. I had to make that announcement about it being a cherry bean, a cherry, a, the, the yeah, bean of a yeah, cherry. It's, it's the pit of a cherry. I mean, think about eating a cherry, how there's a pit inside. I mean, it's not that uh-huh. same varietal of cherry, but um, coffee, coffee beans are just the seeds of a certain type of cherry. And oh, um, wow. it's, yeah. And they're grown on shrubs. Like they're coffee trees, but a shrub is just a, mm-hmm. uh, kind of shorter, stubbier tree, but the actual Scara, C-A-S-C-A-R-A, and it's just cherry fruit. It's like pulp, and um, recently a lot of coffee roasters have been saving and farmers have been saving the pulp and and turning it into a tea. So sometimes if you see it around, Cascara tea, that's just the coffee cherry. That's the pulp and the fruit around the coffee bean. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting to yeah. know because I'm a tea. I drink a lot of tea too. Um, mm-hmm. So Casara, that's interesting. Casara, yeah, and, they, and it's good. It t- it's fruity. It, I mean, just as the tea, it tastes kind of like boysenberry and it's syrupy. It's it's a pretty wonderful new beverage that's out there. Mhm. Um, does it have a lot? So, of, yeah. Does it have a lot of caffeine in it? Does it have a lot of caffeine? Um, I'm not sure about caffeine intake. You know, that's something because mm-hmm. I'm around coffee so much, I literally try to not think about how much caffeine I'm consuming because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid to see the numbers. Um, no, but, but yeah, you know what's sure funny? What I think some coffee, the better, the coffee that's processed better has less it may have a high amount of caffeine, but the effects of the caffeine are a lot less. Um, they're a little bit, a lot milder than hardcore like coffee that's just like really processed, really crappy. I think I've noticed that. Um, I see yeah. some coffees are, that are really smooth. And you talk, you said bitter. Now, bitter to me is a really key word here because I remember being in Europe and. Um, you know, a lot of my younger friends drank coffee. I was always tea, and they were always saying that if you brew a cup of coffee, that you need to drink that cup of coffee within like half an hour or something. It goes back; it becomes acidic. Is that true? Um, I mean, you don't have to. There are definitely flavor profiles that become more prominent as coffee cools, which to me is a good mm-hmm. thing, and it is easier to as 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 coffee cools. It is easier to pick up on some different flavor profiles. And if you're, if there are any espresso drinkers out there, one, one interesting thing to try next time you get a shot of espresso, right when you get it, if you take a sip, I always try to drink espresso shots in three parts because the cooling, it's such a small drink that that 30 minutes you're talking about in brewed coffee, it it happens in such a short period of time with espresso. So within a minute, 
the a sip the last sip a minute later than your first sip will taste a lot different because you can pick up on on the different acidity tones and sweetness where you weren't able to at the beginning. Um, Mm -hmm. So coffee does taste different as it cools. And it depends on the coffee. And going back to caffeine intake, there are, just like wine, how you're in Sonoma, so there's a lot of, um, there are a ton of varietals being grown, right? There's Cabernet, there's um, Pinot Noir, Syrah. New ones. Yeah, and there are are new ones too. Mm -hmm. And same with coffee. There are a lot of different varietals of coffee of these cherry trees of coffee trees and Uh each varietal tastes a little different and has different levels of caffeine as well there are some varietals that have a lot more caffeine than others and most most specialty coffee most good coffee um even at Pete's and Starbucks like most of those places are using what we call arabica coffee and you'll see that around if you go to Whole Foods Uh a lot of coffee packaging will say 100% Arabica. There are two species of coffee. One is Arabica and one is Robusta. And all of the varietals that we enjoy to drink and that has become more culinary and specialty fall in the Arabica species. But the other one is called mm-hmm. Robusta. And Robusta doesn't taste very good, but it has twice as, twice as much caffeine in that side of the coffee family. So it's, I think that... In, more old school roasters or coffee and instant coffee. A lot of places or roasters would use more Robusta because it's so cheap and it also Mm -hmm. has more caffeine. So going back to what you were saying where some coffees taste really nice and smooth and you could taste different flavors, it's probably in the Arabica side where more old school kind of rough around the edges, you know, that could be Robusta, which does have a lot more caffeine and can affect you differently. Mm-hmm. And I've um, heard that a lot of the same situation, like a lot of similarities with coffee as you do with wine. I've heard from from vintners how some of the wine that they have, um, you know, it has to breathe a lot before they were able to get it to be mellow. Like, but the Shiraz wine is probably um, one of the newest that has the blackberry and. They pair it with chocolate and um, a lot of different things like that, which brings up, oh, yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you about. What about these coffees that are infused with flavors like chocolate or um, caramel or um, things like that? I am... I'm obviously not a fan um, just because coffee tastes so wonderful on its own. It's mm-hmm. it's like with a wine, if you have a really great wine and you spend a good amount of bottle on a nice wine, I don't think you're going to turn that wine into a sangria. You know, if you're making mm-hmm. a sangria, adding rum and sugar and a lot of fruits, you're probably going to use a more mediocre wine that didn't cost as much because you're taking the elements that make it special out of it when you're adding different flavors. But in terms Uh of flavoring, I've never worked with, because all of my time in the coffee world or most of it has been more towards the specialty side um, and focusing on quality. So I've never hands-on worked with flavored coffee, but I do know looking at different flavors and, and syrups that cafes use, there are a lot of chemicals involved you know there's not like all natural wonderful vanilla bean infused simple syrup there are a lot of chemicals associated with different flavors and to me that just scares me but I think a lot of places are just 
flavoring their coffee after roasting. And uh-huh. um, it, I don't know. I mean, it ha- it's a thing. People like it. I, it's just not my cup of tea. It's not. Oh, not no, my you're not cup so of tea. I'm, not your cup of tea. I, can you hear? Yeah, can you I'm not me? even a tea guy anymore. <laughs> yeah, I can hear can you. Can you hear me, Ben? Okay, cool. Yeah, no, yep. you know what? It's funny. People walk in and they see, oh my God, Holly, how much tea do you have? I have so <laughs> much cabinet, but you've got to understand. I mean, I'm. I spend a lot of time in London, a lot of time over, you know, in different areas where tea was like so much easier to get. Um for me um and i said I I, remember i too. told you tea's amazing but you know i do like coffee too i i really enjoy it and um when it's when it's prepared properly you know i mean this is like all giving everybody a special thing now if somebody wants to go out and purchase coffee and they want in like if go to like a mass retailer or whatever what are some of the best ones mm-hmm. that you could recommend that you think um, would be best for people as far as buying coffee to drink every day on a daily basis? Right. I would definitely try to go to more of your local coffee shops that are working with better roasters. And, and Holly, you just mentioned something about wine, how some wines need to breathe a little bit. Coffee yeah. does have an expiration date on it. Um when coffee is roasted, what happens right after roasting is that a ton of CO2 is being released from coffee. So you never uh-huh. want to drink coffee right away. Like if it's roasted in the morning, it's not going to taste that great if you try brewing that brand new roasted coffee later that day. It's always good to let it sit for 24 to 48 hours. So some of the CO2 is has been released and it's not as gassy or bitey. Um and then oh, really? on the flip side, after all of the CO2 has been released, usually after 14 days, co- roasted coffee does go stale, usually around 14 days after it was roasted. And being in an airtight container doesn't help. Sticking it in the freezer is a uh, urban myth. Don't do that at home. It actually crystallizes yeah, the I moisture on the inside that. of bean. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, so, yeah, so coffee definitely has a has an expiration date, and I think it's always – the best tip I can give in terms of buying coffee, always buy whole bean coffee as well because co- just like coffee goes stale 14 days after it's been roasted, coffee starts going stale about 20 to 30 minutes after it's been ground because now you're exposing mm-hmm. all of these tiny coffee particles to air, and it's CO2 is – releasing rapidly so coffee goes stale pretty pretty quickly after it's been ground so definitely buy whole bean coffee and look for a roast date all really good roasters always put their roast date on each bag of coffee so you know when it was roasted mm-hmm. so those are my yeah, no, those are my that's my an interesting tips. point no 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 that's a really interesting point because i know a lot of people oh they throw their coffee in the freezer well, no, that there, okay, urban myth, okay. And then the whole <laughs> bean makes sense to me. Um, buying a grinder, you know, a little a little coffee grinder, it's so easy. You just pour the coffee beans that you're going to, you know, drink, and you just throw them in there, and they're just brand new. It's like, you know, make it right away, you know. Um, yeah. What do you think about making coffee? Now, what's the best way for you that I, I I personally like coffee from a coffee press? Coffee press to me is mm-hmm. really nice. 
Um, yeah. What have, yeah. What's your experience as far as coffee and, and how to prepare it and stuff like that? There are there are a bunch of different brewing methods, and I don't I never buy into the the fact that one is better than the other. I think there are a lot mm-hmm. of different brewing methods that are all wonderful, and if you do each one properly, they're wonderful. They just bring out different elements of coffee. So a French press is I love French presses too, and it's uh, we call it a full immersion brewing method where coffee is steeping for four minutes completely. And then you press it and pour it out versus, say, a pour-over, um, which is a hand-poured coffee or also like just a drip machine. Machine. They're wonderful drip machines, too. There's nothing wrong with a good machine brew uh-huh. where water is continuously passing through over a three- to four-minute amount of time. So there, you're going to get different qualities of the coffee. You can have brew the same coffee, whether it's on a pour-over or fresh press, the pour-over is really going to bring out a lot of the acidity and sweetness, whereas the fresh uh-huh. press is going to bring out a lot of the darker chocolatey tones and body. It's going to maintain all of the oils that are in coffee where paper filters filter oils out. Um, uh-huh. So that's a big mouthfeel difference as well. So it, and it, I, for me, it depends what coffee I'm working with. If I have a bright, acidic coffee from Kenya. I'm not going to French press it because I, it's French pressing it won't highlight its best qualities. It won't highlight um, all of the brighter elements of the coffee, but a pour-over will. Um, and uh-huh. I also wouldn't turn that coffee into an espresso. But a coffee, say, from Brazil or Guatemala that just has more chocolate, caramel tones – and richer body, those are the coffees that I'd prefer to French press or turn into an espresso shot or make a cappuccino with just because it's going to capture its body and, and the darker tones of it. So that's kind of my, I always like to say, find something that's best for you. Um, mm-hmm. Doing a pour over is wonderful. For me, it's kind of like I'm in a Zen moment where it's four minutes where you're just focused and dialed in because it's a delicate brewing method. But French press is Mm -hmm. so convenient because you just load it up, press four minutes on a timer, and then you could go along with your morning routine, whether it's making breakfast or preparing something, and then the timer reminds you it's done. So that's a pretty efficient way of having a really good cup of coffee in the morning too. So I think there are a lot of factors. Yeah, in Europe, um, French press is really big. Um, you know, that's like the big thing there. Um, and, you know, I wanted to ask you, what's the difference between a coffee bean and an espresso bean? Is it just the plant itself? No, there actually is no difference. It's They're both coffee beans. Espresso is just a brewing method, just like French press is a brewing method or okay. an AeroPress is a brewing method. Um, there are espresso tech usually espresso when it says espresso beans it means it's slightly darker roasted than it would have been if it wasn't made for espresso because espresso is extracted in such a short amount of time that you need to grind it very finely and the darker the roasted darker roasted it is the less moisture content and density it has the easier it is to break up that bean into fine particles used for um for espresso so that's usually what that. it means is that it's roasted slightly darker for espresso. And also you think about mm-hmm. most espresso drinks are, are made with milk, steamed milk, whether it's a macchiato or cappuccino or latte. And 
flavor profiles of the coffee or espresso shot is very important. If there's a, there's some coffees that are super bright and citrusy, not many people like milk to be added to something that tastes lemony um, uh-huh. or, or, or tastes like a bright orange or grapefruit. That doesn't, to me, I don't prefer that. I want my milk to taste chocolatey and caramelly. So to add milk to an espresso shot, I want it to have those darker, like sugar browning elements. And I think that's what people will say is an espresso bean usually too, is that it's made also made to be mixed with milk. Oh, absolutely. No, I, I agree. I agree with you on that one. Um, we have somebody in the, in the chat room from global network, global network, whoever you are, cup, a cup, a cup, a cup of coffee. He's like, and here I'm seeing cup, a cup, a cup, a cup, a, Okay, so I approved your message, um, Global Network, and we're glad you're here. And if you missed the beginning of the show, this show is available on iTunes afterwards and also on um, Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio afterwards. Let's see. So now they're laugh- They're sending me a smile. So who are you? Who are you, Global Network? <laughs> Type in there. Do I know you? Do I know you? Do I know you? Are you a big <laughs> fan of of myself or are you a big fan of Ben's? Because we're going to be talking about something really fun in a few minutes. We're going to be talking about roller skating. Um, <laughs> I, are, I are on Earth. Okay, cool. I'm glad you're on Earth. Yeah, Earth's a good place to be right now, but we got to get rid of all the uh, minutia, all the crap that's going on. So that's where, you know, everybody has their little coffee moment. Um you know, it's really funny um, when we talk about grinding and blending coffees and stuff. I used to go, you know, I'd buy a lot of coffee for people for Christmas and um, mm-hmm. say, do you want it blended? I mean, do you want do you want it ground? Do you want it? How do you want it? Do you want it for a uh, you know a machine? Do you want it for a press? What do you want it to be? And um, I'd be like, okay. Um, however, you know, I mean, whatever's best. Cause you know, everybody has a different method of making coffee, but I would put the yeah. coffee in my car. My whole car would smell so good. I mean, so good. I do that know. intentionally. I like spill coffee beans Open intentionally in my car yep. just so it smells good. Me too. Yeah. I do that all the time. And now also what's really funny is working in the industry that I been around with fragrances and stuff. We keep a little bit of bunch of coffee beans just to clear the palate um, mm-hmm. when you're in between smelling fragrances. Um, we keep yeah. a little little container of coffee beans. You clear your you clear your um, you know nose out from smelling different perfumes, and it kind of neutralizes everything. And then you go back and you smell every smelling everything. That's awesome. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah, it's true. I know mm-hmm. it's uh, it's used as a palate cleanser. I wish it was the other way around when I'm smelling and tasting different coffees. I need a cleanser, and I wish I could be the other way around. I wish I could just smell fragrances and then go back to smelling the next coffee, but, but that doesn't work out. Yeah, well. no, and there's so many amazing different kinds of coffee out there. Um, and yes. we're hearing about all that right now, which, you know, it really is encouraging to a lot of people. And, you know, coffee is not, it, it's easy to grow, but it's hard to, you know, really um, harvest it the right way, too. 
and roasting is I, I I think that you'd have to I mean I'd really love to talk to a roaster. I know we have a couple in town here um to find out what their criteria is on roasting coffee and what they do and how long and what what all the specifics on coffee roasting. You know. Yeah, it's a whole that, craft and science just on the roasting side. Ro- um coffee is usually roasted in the amount of time it's about 12 to 14 minutes per batch. And depending on the roaster, they come in so many different sizes. You can have like a little laboratory sample roaster all the way up to, you know, hundreds of kilos being roasted all at the same time. But they're all usually in that uh-huh. same time frame, regardless of how big they are. And um, I notice a lot of coffee, you know, what's funny is people use coffee in their garden, in their mulch, the coffee grounds. Um, yeah, it does something. It helps I the do. soil. I do. Yeah. It does. I've done it too. It helps to it breathe. Honest, I, I don't know exactly what it does. You know you what, know it, what does? it does? I'll tell you. Yeah, it adds oxygen to the um, soil. Um, okay. And it actually, it's really funny because sometimes I'll overwater and I'll have a bunch of coffee <laughs> rolling down my, you know, co- the color of coffee, the water is rolling down, you know, the 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 garden paths or whatever. Um, uh, it's it's interesting, you know, all the different, uh, you know, ways that we can use coffee. Um, I know a lot of yeah. people use coffee in um, cooking too. Um, yeah. You know, there's, you know, brownies. People put coffee grounds in them. Um, what was it? There was something I can't remember. Um, doesn't Tiamisu have coffee in it too? Um, that's like there's yeah. a lot of desserts they use coffee in. Yeah, so yeah. there you go. You know, you've got a lot of different and now things a lot like of that. cocktails. Yeah, a lot of cocktail mm-hmm. recipes coming out using whether it's cold brew or espresso. Um, yeah, no, coffee is a it's quite a versatile ingredient. Uh huh. Uh huh. Absolutely. I agree with you on that one. Um, I wanted to say to everyone, again, in the chat room, if you would like to check out Keep Cup, Keep Cup is on Facebook, and they are also on the net, www.keepcup.com. And I want to thank everyone that's in the chat room right now. We're not ending our show right now. I just want to let everyone know that if they did miss the beginning of the show, the show will be available afterwards. And... um, Global Network, yeah, I'm getting all your messages. That's cool. Do you have any messages in specific about coffee? If you'd like to, you can type it in there, and um, I will ask our guest. Um, oh, we have a call in. Do you want to take a call? It's a one 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 number, so I'm really hesitant about this. If it's somebody um, weird, I'm going to hang up. Okay. Um, okay, hold on a minute. One 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 one. You're on the air. Who is it? Hey, this Hello? is Andrew. Hi, Andrew. How are you? Welcome to the show. What well, question did you have for us today? Doing all right. Um, I, I just uh, thought, what are your thoughts on the whole, um, to swing the uh, conversation in a different direction? Um, sustainability. What direction are we going? Flight. What direction are we going? Tell me what well, direction we're going. Well, a lot of people speak about sustainability and sustainability is a very good concept because everyone needs to be able mm-hmm. to have sustainability to start with. But um, I think Absolutely. people tend to miss the uh, thriving aspect of 
uh, optimization because what we should all be striving for is optimization uh, preferably as opposed to sustainability because sustainability implies that we are simply sustaining our most basic needs as opposed to actually thriving in an environment optimally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that, Ben? Yeah, I think that I think there's a lot of I think that's true. And with creating change, I think you have to start somewhere. You know, I think you have to start off with an easier whether it's a term, whether it's a, a conversation topic, or if it's like a lifestyle change, I, I think to to changing culture um, or adding a new element to culture, society, it, it's kind of one step at a time. And if sustainability is our kind of, you know, step up to optimization, I think that's true. I mean, just to take a giant overall broad topic such as sustainability, sustainability and optimization into the coffee world. Like we're trying to get people to start reusing coffee cups instead of throwing away the same disposable cup every day. Coffee disposable cups feel they're paper. They are made of paper. And and as consumers, we all feel like, Oh, well this can be recycled regardless of where we throw it in. But most, most disposable cups are lined with a unrecyclable polyethylene, which makes that entire cup Mm unrecyclable. Um, well, that's but a good there point. are a lot of reusable cups too, like Starbucks. If you go into a Starbucks, you see $1 reusable mugs. And, and a lot of people sell these really, like these really cheap reusable cups. But yes, it's sustainable because those can be reused, but only up to 30 times. Is that optimal? No, because that's still the same amount of plastic used in all of those disposable cups. Yes, hopefully that plastic is recyclable where the disposable plastics aren't, but it's still not optimal. So it's about, it is just a a little more about just reusing something. It's being conscious and aware of what you are reusing. So pick something that you can reuse over and over again for years instead of something that you can just reuse a few times and then throw it away and then you're back to to ground one or ground zero. Yeah, I think that... Uh You're onto something, and uh, essentially, what people are starting to see is that uh, there are better ways of running systems and optimizing systems. And uh, I mean, it used to be that your milk was delivered in a milk bottle that was uh-huh. probably raw milk, not pasteurized milk. Which, I mean, if we look at the Queen of England drinks raw milk, but apparently it's illegal in Canada. Good enough for the Queen, not good enough for Canada, apparently. <laughs> so, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, you used to have your milk delivered in little bottles, and they'd put a silver dollar in there to stop the bacteria from growing. Uh, I apparently, didn't know that. yeah. I didn't know that. Well, yeah, you know, you I put a silver dollar into your you put did a silver you know dollar that? into your milk, and it stays fresh. I didn't know that. So, ben, did you know that? Yeah. Well, I mean, look, not necessarily everywhere, that. but you can look it up, I guess. So, so That's basically, I mean that kind of distribution network was great because now you're not chucking away plastic and you're not getting the BPAs from the plastic, bisphenol A, uh, which messes with your hormones. And uh, I mean, but the thing is we're going backwards in many ways because a lot of it is planned obsolescence or interfering with human beings in our biological process in order to create money for the medical industry by the look of things. Of course, it's very difficult to prove that. Um, but then you go, you know, people have done research into that sort of thing and found that there do seem to be some relationships between the medical industry and the food industry and so on. When it comes to antibiotics, especially, 
Um, so, so if we look at systems, you're on the right track because if um, awesome. if, pe- mm-hmm. if if people are able to realize that not only with disposable cups but with coffee, if an entire town, for example, was able to pool their resources in terms of buying power and everybody was able to uh, donate, say, like, well, not donate, but chip in, I should say, $1. If you end up having, let's say, in New York, there's a million people that all have $1, and that's a million dollars for the month. You could buy bulk coffee beans, and everyone could be given a little app on their phone to show whether they'd pay their dollar with PayPal or not. And with that, right. and with that amount of money... You could actually have people pitching up at the Nouveau Starbucks. You could call it Organic Bucks or whatever, and uh, have everyone pitch up and get their one coffee every single day without paying $4 for a cup of coffee because they already donated $1 at the beginning of the month. And therefore, you're buying power now. Right, so that should probably be maybe a next project, you know. Uh, crowd coffee. Cool. We crowdfund our coffee, right. so we only have to pay one dollar for the whole month, and we drink coffee every morning. One coffee for the whole month. Where are you at? Can I ask? Oh, you where I'm, you're in I'm in are Africa. I'm in Africa. Are you in Africa? Are you serious? Yeah. What part yeah. of Africa are you in? Uh, very nice tourist destination, Cape Town. Cape oh, Town's cool, awesome. Cool. So South Africa. Yeah. But what's interesting about about that? Um, and yes, in theory, and, and that could be applied to a lot of things, I'm sure. But what's funny yeah. in terms of just talking about sustainability within the coffee industry as a whole, we've kind of reached a crossroads in the coffee industry where the commodity price of coffee is at a 19-year low, and there are a lot of farms that are being forced to start growing other crops because they're not getting um, enough value for how much work and money and time they're putting in just to grow coffee. and in the specialty mm-hmm. world, what we're trying to do and achieve is get consumers all around the world to be able to pay a little more and become more comfortable with paying more for coffee. Because if you think about it, all really high quality or just good coffee in general, most really good farms are handpicking their cherries off of the trees because really good, mm-hmm. well-grown coffee beans should only be picked once these cherries become ripe, and that's when they look red. And if you think about it, if every bean, every cherry just has two coffee beans, which it does, we every cup of coffee we're drinking, that's like 20 to 30 hand-picked cherries mm-hmm. that were picked and then put in a bag and carried back to the processing center and filtered out. And there's a whole process that goes through it. But then on our end, we're going to 7-Eleven in America and not wanting to spend more than 79 cents on a cup of coffee. But well, I you could think explain about- to you how you could once. I could explain to you how you could potentially once again solve that issue. Um, If you look at the way that cooperatives work for farmers, you notice that like Mm -hmm. in Canada, I think it was a friend of mine from Canada that mentioned that they have these cooperatives and eventually the government got really frustrated. I mean, as as the story goes, I don't know the exact story, but it was something to do with the fact that, you know, they had all the best tractors and the best implements and the best everything because they managed to um, leverage their buying power so much that, you know, they were barely paying any major taxes and that sort of thing through the way that they, um, I mean, in terms of buying stuff directly, you know, you, you end up uh, either even manufacturing your own farming implements eventually. So, um, right. you know, that sort of thing brings down prices. So what you probably want to do is take that same crowdfunding mechanism on an app and then, 
uh, once everyone's putting their $1 million in New York City every single day, if you get up to a million subscribers where everybody's like, hey, I'm getting my one cup of coffee today. If you want two cups of coffee, you put in $2 at the beginning of the month. And what you're doing is you're buying farms because you put the money back into the farms. Yeah. And then eventually the 1 million people all own a share in the farm, but they're getting their share, their dividend paid out in coffee beans every month. So essentially that's they're awesome. getting their coffee for free. They're getting their coffee that's for free. Great. And that's how the whole economy, the whole economy could work that way. But everyone's too um, sort of what I could say, uh, being manipulated into believing that they have to use a payment mechanism called central banking to be able to pay for everything. Whereas actually it's like the difference between using Microsoft Windows or Linux, Ubuntu Linux operating system. Do you want to hey, use I a free and open you, operating system? Can I interrupt you for one second? I want to ask you something yeah. really quickly. Um, uh-huh. You talk a lot about apps and, um, and um, also technology. Are you in the technology uh-huh. field? Uh, what do kind you do? Of. I, do a lot of re- I do a lot of research. Cool. What are you into? Oh, you're, you're very much into research. I can hear that. Now, can I ask you really quickly, are you... Are you Global Network also on the uh, in my chat room? Is that you? Infamously, yes. Oh, that's you. The great okay. chat you name. Got some, you got some great emojis on there. I'm sorry, I I, I didn't approve them all, but um, yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> and um, you know, what do you think about the Keep Cup? That's what we want to ask because this show is all about getting everybody um, using this um, reusable coffee cup. Or teacup, uh-huh. whatever, however you want to use it. And uh-huh. um, what do you think about it? I think it's great. I think you could expand the range into keep container, and you could actually have a uh, GMO labeling program to go with your products. So, like, mm-hmm. um, when somebody wants to buy a product, they go to the local market, and they can actually scan a um, like what you might call a big container. And on that container, you'd have a barcode system. And your uh, containers could match up with the type of bulk purchase that people wanted to make. So essentially, um, if you were, were going to buy I peanuts. I think this guy wants food. a job. <laughs> they keep I, 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 if you want to give I me a job on a yeah. man, I'd love to. I'd love to work remotely can... just coming up with all some ideas for you. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you know what? Um, if you want to get in touch with Ben, um, if anybody wants to get in touch with Ben afterwards, um, you go to Keep Cup and go to the USA site and make sure you send an uh, email, attention Ben, and Ben will get it. Correct, Ben? Is that the best way? Yeah, cor- correct. I mean, okay. I can I can give my email out, right? Will, will I get flooded uh, if I just well, give my direct email? I would rather you not right now. I would rather you not right okay. now just because, you know, we just never know really who's out there. Right. Um, okay. But, you know, right okay. now – but yeah, go, go on our website. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, and just send 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 us a note and uh, put my name on it, and I'll get it. We're yeah, we're a small like company. To, we don't have. I'd we love don't to have hook you two up. So we all chat with each other. So yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, well, basically, cool. what I was saying was that if you had keep keep containers then you could essentially expand that range to say, okay, well, our particular container, you can walk into any store, and as long as you've got the container that is a particular size, the people at the Walmart or wherever, but probably not Walmart, but, <laughs> but uh, not whichever... Walmart, probably, no, we're not Walmart. Yeah, yeah whichever yeah. company, organic, but Whole Foods or something that you're buying from, mm-hmm. will see that, uh, that container, 
and they will identify that container as a particular size with a brand on it. They'll know that if they fill that container up with peanuts, then you have to pay a particular going rate for that that bag of uh, that um, that connection that uh, that uh, container. That that measurement mm-hmm. is the exact amount that is required for a particular payment. So now that 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 will have like a quick a QR code on top of the box. And they uh, they can then you know scan it directly as a product. But wow. you just package your own product wow. because they're just putting bulk products into the container. So now once again that brings down the price. And at the same time, uh, you could make sure that uh, all of the products that go into your containers are GMO free. So basically, anybody that wants to become part of the program has to label their product and say my product is compatible with these containers. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is so something cool. I think you two need to discuss off the air. Yeah, this is really cool. This is great well, I'm ideas because like I'm all for. I'm putting it out there, man. No, I like where your mind I'm is. All, I am all for GMO-free products, okay? Because mm-hmm. um, I don't know if anybody remembers, I had uh, Vonnie Hari on my show recently um, when she first came out with her book called The Food Babe Way, even though it's called. Um, a little misleading, but it's still, it's the way of life. Um, and uh, she's been a very great instrument in creating a lot of awareness in foods, um, drinks, everything in, um, around the area, and also restaurants that are using unhealthy um, ingredients and things. And right. um, I think it's really important that we know what we're putting into our bodies. So that's why I think yes. um, Keep Cup is such a great idea. Because it's reusable, and well, it why, also helps the environment. Yeah, yeah, you know. Well, that's why when you so, when you purchase your product with these containers, you could actually with the QR code uh, on the uh, on uh-huh. the if you're going to the peanut stand and you're going to put all these peanuts in your container, you can actually scan the QR code and see a GPS route of exactly where those peanuts came from, the rating of the farm, and the different reviews of the farm that the oh, different people cool. who have visited the farm. Have given the uh, that would be you know that would be doable especially with uh, GPS and then farmers also wanting to be able to get their products to market. Then you could speak to someone like Elon Musk and say we really like to use solar powered trucks for this route that we want because we want to deliver our GMO food with no petrol costs. So now you're bringing down the price of the peanuts again, and once you've paid off your uh-huh. trucks, they for like a hundred years, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you know, I want to thank you so much for all your great ideas, and I would like cool. for you to keep, you know, reach out to Ben, and I think you and Ben should definitely talk um, about this okay. a little bit, um, you know, later. Would you like me to mute you, or would you like to stay in the, um, um, in the chat room? Uh, how do you mean, like uh, on the uh, on so the would you text like, chat? Would you like, no, meaning, do you want to stay in the chat room, or would you like me to mute you for the rest of the show? So that we can uh, oh, carry on with the rest of our conversation. I mean, uh, if, uh, oh, yeah, I mean, no, I don't know I'm what so you guys wanted to, to talk in. about. I, I think the product's really cool. Oh, no, it's it's awesome, and I'm really glad that you called. And, uh, you know, we um, are – the only reason I'm saying it is because we're limited on time right now. And uh, okay, I think no it's problem. really important. No, I think it's really important that the two of you hook up and talk because I think I can see this going somewhere where it could be – very beneficial to a lot of people because I'm mm-hmm. all for really about um, helping the world and everybody that knows me yeah. knows that and that's why this was really important to me to have Ben on 
to talk about coffee and talk about Keep Cup and how it's helping to create awareness now in the world with everybody and your ideas about all the different farming methods and, and uh, the GMO-free things and mm-hmm. and the QR code. Yeah, that's very interesting. So this is very, very cool for me, and I want to thank you so much well, for calling in today. So where, where, which website do I go to? I mean, to just check out the You'll go to keepcup, keepcup.com. Okay. And uh, you'll make sure you click on the USA site so that Ben and put attention Ben and then Y it's U S E N and he'll he'll get the yes. email and also Keith Cup is on Facebook as well. Um, are you um, do you have are you able to get on to Facebook at all? Hello. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. If you can go on to Facebook, you can send a message also through Facebook onto uh, Keep Cup. They have their own page there. And make sure them um, to tell them to get in touch with Ben. That'd be a good way. Right. I'm sending you an I'll... email now. So uh, interesting. Really cool. Okay, cool. Um, great product. Uh, great show. And uh, thanks very much. Keep up the good thank work with the Keep so Cup. Thank you so much for being so here. No, thank you. Hey, pleasure. Thank chatting. you so much. Have a good day. All the best. Anyway, um, carrying on, um, <laughs> that was great. No, he has a really lot yeah. of great ideas, and I think a lot of it could be done off the air. You know what I was going to do? I want to call and see if we can get in touch with Spencer really quick and wish him a happy birthday on the air. Hold on a minute. Let's wish him a happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Hold on a second. Let's see if he's The number you have dialed has not been recognized. Please try again. Classic Spencer with a disconnected Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Um, Two, one, two. Oh, I put one too many nines in there. Hold on. That was my fault. Um, Okay, hold on. Let's see if he answers. He's going to probably go, hello. (laughs) (laughs) He's probably not going to answer. I'm trying. Hello. Hello. Happy birthday. You're in the air. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It's Ben from Keep Cup. Happy birthday. Ben from Keep Cup. Keep Cup. Happy birthday, bud. (laughs) Unbelievable. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? What are you doing today? No, not too cool. I went to the doctors. Have to do checkups and stuff. Not not a good day for uh, me today. You're on the uh, air, Spencer. You're hi, everybody. Air. This is Spencer Drake in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, by the way. Speaking to you live with Ben Keycup and Holly Steffi right there. <laughs> okay. Well, we want to know: Have you blown your birthday candles out yet? I did my yes. I blew my birthday. I blew my birthday candles out and, and lit fire to the apartment. I had the fire department over my place today. <laughs> you yeah. see, I got so many candles. I got so, Holly. I got so many candles on the cake that when I blow it out and, the, and, the, and if a flame goes in the wrong direction, I'm in trouble. I got 73 candles. Oh, Are no. you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Well, we wanted we wanted to call you and wish you a happy birthday, and we wanted to also um, ask you how you're enjoying your Keep Cup. 
Oh, thank you. Well, you know, I got drunk on coffee today. I got to tell you, my keep up. I keep up. I got absolutely. Ben, I got drunk on coffee. I got absolutely loaded. The police got me. I had to walk a straight line on the road. Spencer, and I don't, don't drink, drink either, but oh I don't drink. Oh, my God, don't you don't drink. So you, you got what are all you talking about? I've got... <laughs> it, it was the caffeine, Ben. It was the caffeine. It was that cheap coffee. I know the feeling well. It's a great feeling. <laughs> ben, the, the cups uh, are beautiful. I, for a reason. Hey, Ben, the cups uh, are beautiful. They're absolutely gorgeous. Cool. They're great design. I'm, ha- I'm happy you're enjoying it. Yeah, Holly we and I really love them. We were talking about that. So, yeah, you know, amazing. Spencer, tell us, tell us about the coffee expo and how you found Ben. Oh the yeah, so um, Big Picture Media, the great PR firm, invited me to this coffee festival in New York, which I thought was outrageous. And um, apparently, it's the first time they've done it in New York City, and uh, it was just a, a really a lot of all quality people in different directions with coffee, and. Um, Ben I met there because I had seen, I, I just looked at the product he had. I said, boy, this is really different. You know, it's kind of like this edgy thing that it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. I mean, it's it's a great time. It is. Time, it's, right? it's popping. Yeah. It's popping, and, you know, you, you keep it. That's the whole thing that's great. It's made of really good, you know, glass, right? And you've got the colors, and you've got the whole thing, and you keep and then it. And the plastic. I love the whole idea. Yeah. 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 So we I met Ben some, there, and it was a great, really great festival. It's something mm-hmm. Holly would love, you know. And so the two of you great. hit it off because I heard you talked about music. Yeah, music, <laughs> Ben, right? Music, music. That's right. Lots of lots of music. But, yeah, a place like that, a, a festival like that, um, it's cool to be in a big room with so many people that are extremely passionate about something you share something in common with so it, it was yeah. it was a cool atmosphere i really enjoyed being there yeah it looked like uh it was a really good i, I think next year i think it's going to be bigger because this is the first year and yeah i, I be right there'll be more advertising but it's incredible and i i got the um the magazine there's a magazine i forgot i got it here on coffee and it just listed all the festivals. Very interesting. I didn't know that. There are a lot of festivals there all over the world. There are a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you, Ben. What are you currently working on? Are you going to be going to some more festivals? Um, yeah. we. There are festivals around the world. Um, I don't know what the next festival is worldwide. I, I just pretty much pay attention to the, the ones domestically. But I know Keep Cup, we definitely – go to different festivals around the world. For for us, I think our next big thing is this, there's a organization called the SCAA, the Specialty Coffee Association of America, and every year uh-huh. they host a giant expo. And it's around April every year, and they hold, like, nat- nationwide barista competitions, and a ton of people travel oh, no. from all over the wow. world to go to this event. So that's going to be – it's usually in Seattle, but this coming year it's in Atlanta. So – that's wow. my oh, next nice. big thing. I also go to a lot cool. of little events like barista camp. I just went to a barista camp in Tucson. I'll be going to another oh, one nice. most likely barista in January. Camp. Yeah. I want to go there for summer for summertime. You should. It's, that's uh, what yeah, Spencer and I want to go to coffee barista there. camp. Come that's right. That's right. That's aprons. exactly right. Yeah. That'd be cool. We man. want to learn camp. how to shake it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
We've had fun on this show, Spencer. We had a guy just uh, calling in from Cape Town. I'm not really sure. He's really he's really nice. Um, let's see here. I think I'll make a demo concept for you guys. You're welcome to put it out. Okay. All right. That's great, Global Network. We would love for you to um, get in touch with Ben and talk to him. That's great. And if anybody doesn't know about what we do, is we do pop culture, cutting-edge type music shows, um, anything from restaurants to CD launches. Uh, Spencer Drake's in New York. I'm on the West Coast or Bicoastal. And um, Ben is in L.A., but the company is out of Melbourne, so it's really awesome. We've got great coverage, and uh, we were so happy to be able to call you at the tail end of our show and wish you a happy birthday. Thank yeah. you. Oh, so great surprise. Great surprise. Thank you, Guy. You didn't I'm expect you... I waited for you to call. I waited for you to pick it up and say, what do you want? <laughs> I can tell your voice, he Holly. It's unfortunate. I can tell. You. Hey, listen. I got your card. Thank you so much. There's a beautiful birthday card. Thank you. I got it. Did I got finally it get it. Yay! I As got it. I got home late. Wait. You just got me. I just got in. Like I can't believe it. I got in like only five, ten minutes ago. So you really See got that? me proper. We zoned. We zoned him in. Okay. Wait a minute. When you opened the card, what fell out of it? <laughs> oh yeah, that's the other thing. The drugs that you sent me. No, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. You sent me beautiful. I don't do drugs. I know. It's little red, th- red things that fell on the floor. They're beautiful. No, they aren't red. They were multicolored glitter. Okay, get it right. <laughs> <laughs> it was multicolored glitter. All right. Mu- multicolored. I mean, yeah. To- it goes with the whole theme, you know. It goes it with the whole. It was a party. Theme. It was a party in an envelope. Okay, that's what it was right. supposed to be. All right. It's beautiful. No, it's really nice card, Holly. Beautiful card. Thank you, dear. Cool. I can't believe you. All the drugs fell out. Oh my God. I can't <laughs> believe you said that on the air. That's horrible. Well, this is the type of show it is. I Let loose on the show. Do drugs. <laughs> I do not. I'm do only drugs kidding, people and... out there. There's no drugs involved in this. No. It's totally. It's and... totally a coffee program. It's totally a coffee program. It... <laughs> this is great. No. We've had some really, we've had some very interesting, and this guy that just talked to us was really interesting. A lot of really great concepts on GMO-free products and coming great. out. I, wow. I asked him if he was in the technology field because he, he kept talking about apps and stuff. So I think the app mm-hmm. would be really cool. I oh, know that'd that be would incredible. be a really fun thing. Yeah. Would you, could you imagine if you created yeah, that'd be hot. Cup that'd app? be hot. Yep, that's hot. Where they could create one online? Ooh, I got yeah. an app. They could, like, bring Keep Cup up. It's an app, and they could design it online right there. And maybe um, if you guys can personalize, because I know we talked a little bit about there's one cup that you have in your line. If everybody goes to keepcup.com, there's one cup in the line that has cork on it, although it doesn't have a lid. And um, you can personalize the glass on the cup or corporate or whatever. So I'm going to do a presentation to some of the wineries up here because I think it would be really cool to have an idea having cork around the uh, around the some of the cups. That'd be great. Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, there's that some cool? really there's some really cool cafes that that have done it, and we can do it just for um, we can't do it for just the consumer getting a one cup or something. It has to be a bigger order. Yeah. But yeah, 
it's great. It's we we love um, doing co-branding projects with with places that you know we like, and and that's something that's become something I've really enjoyed is reaching out and, and talking to cafes that I love going to and really respect their brand and coffee and kind of culture um, and doing a branded cut. So it's that's that's part of the that's a part of the job that I really love to do. Yeah, and you know what's really really cool about your site is you encourage people and businesses to order them for their employees or order them for their break rooms or their or to give away or to have for their businesses. There's an area yeah, there I mean, where you every, can order. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean every cup counts because again we're trying to just create this culture and if you know the average American drink or if you're a coffee drinker that drinks two cups of coffee a day and then instead of using disposable cup you use your own cup that you're reusing that's 700 cups a year that you're saving wow um, and then that's you get amazing. 10 friends on board and you get 100 friends on board that's you know what 70,000 disposable cups you're saving so it's um every every little tiny step counts and and that's what we're we're into kind of creating from the ground up that's great, that's great. yeah that's awesome well, you know, we talked about his music, and we've talked about um, coffee. Oh, my gosh, you're going to have to listen to this show if you want to know all about coffee. It's amazing. And um, and now we're going to talk about roller skating. He said to me quickly before, <laughs> before we went online that there's yeah. a really cool place that he gets to go to where they have, like, uh, some like, really good R&B and uh, he goes roller skating, which is really cool. Oh, that's great. I think. That, that, you know, roller skating was, you know, Holly, you know, and Ben, that, roller skating was a big thing in the disco era, the 70s. Yeah. It was a real yeah. huge you know, It was. It's still going why I think it's relevant for pop culture. Yeah, right. Um, you're right. So, oh, right. Yeah, and they're, even in the, I guess, yeah, in the 70s and then 80s was big too, especially in the, it was called rhythm skating, where people would go to a roller rink and be a DJ, um, whether it was playing disco or soul, <laughs> funk or Motown, yeah. and people would right. skate around a rink in circles, but dance while they're skating. And a oh, lot of yeah. couples would go and do couple dances, but, but it's called rhythm skating. And I feel like it definitely died and fell off, but I've been going. There are a few roller rinks in L.A. There are two main ones, and I've been going, and I could see a little resurgence happening, and I go once or twice a week. I love it. I think it's awesome. There's a DJ named Clyde the Glide, if anyone's in the <laughs> L.A. area. <laughs> and it was in the L.A. area. There's a roller rink in Northridge called um, Skateland. It was it was in the movie straight out of Compton because the NWA played a giant show there as they were they were breaking out. But oh, that's um, awesome! There's a wow. yeah, there's a guy named Clyde the Glide that DJs every Sunday night, and he spent like 30 years touring and traveling around and DJing roller rinks around the country. And wow. the people that go oh, to wow. that are just incredible. Really. I mean, People don't buy roller skates there. They buy Oxford, like guys there buy Oxford wingtip shoes and get them custom skated, and they're just shredding. What? Like, they're such good dancers going kidding? around. And they're like, they kick everyone off the floor at times or the ranks for just for couples to do backward skating. And, like, the moves these mm-hmm. people have are incredible. So it's great music. Um, you just kind of get a good DJ at a roller rink. will just You'll get lost 
in the music and kind of wow. be pacing That's yourself like and skating at a certain speed based off of it. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that. Did you ever see the did you ever see the movie Zanadu? I love Zanadu. I thought that was great. With with uh I Olivia Newton John and they and they Oh, you haven't seen Zanadu? Oh my god. No. What is he missing? You've gotta see Zanadu. It's all about a roller skating ring. About a guy oh, who, who has this like it. he has this like vision. He wants to reopen this place and he calls it Zanadu and Olivia Newton John, she's like this uh person that comes from nowhere and uh he, uh, I could see her being a great skater. She is. I could, I she could see is. Olivia tearing it up on the, on the skate rink. Oh, it's amazing! It is. It's amazing. Cool. Um, so you know what I wanted to say really quick before we end our show because we're in eight minutes. Uh, we're down to like a few minutes left here, and I want to say thank you so much to our caller calling in from Cape Town. And um, I want to say thank you to you, Ben, for everything, for telling us all about coffee, all about sustainability in our environment and how we can save, you know, the cups and everything. I think it's really important. Um, well, thank you for having me. It's been, it's yeah. been a pleasure and a blast. A good no, product. It's been awesome. Good product. Good yep. product. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in and anyone that was in the chat room that left a message and anyone that missed the beginning again. It is available on iTunes afterwards and also on demand on Red Velvet Media Blogs Talk Radio. And uh, Spence does the show Indie Cafe with me, and we do that normally um, once or two or three times a month, um, different types of things. We've got some really exciting shows coming up soon. And... uh, we're going to end our show today with another song you that you chose, which is called Love on Top. So, And it's a Beyonce tune, so everybody uh, rock out to that one. And with that, Spencer, happy, happy birthday. And, Thank you, guys. Thank uh, you so think, much. I thank our you. guys calling in from Cape Town again. And um, I'm sorry, I can't pick your line up right now because I, I, I've got to end the show. But um, make sure to get in touch with Ben. And uh, get in touch with them. Make sure he knows what's going on. And with that, we are going to end our show. Ben, thank you for being here today. And, again, calm. Um, and uh, they're on Facebook. They're on Twitter. They're on, uh, uh, you know, pretty much every social network. And, again, uh, thank you for tuning in to Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio. And with that, here you guys go.